0: Since, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is the uh, end of of this particular series of making a strong connection with God. Hopefully it's not the end of your pursuit of making a strong uh, connection with with God. but uh, as you came in, if you got a bulletin, you also, as part of the bulletin that you came in with, would be a, just a little uh, word to get some feedback from folks as we've been um, presenting material each week as a way for you to connect with God. just want to know how that has helped you or not helped you, because what works we want to continue uh, to do, and what doesn't work um, we don't want uh, to continue. So please uh, uh, um, uh, give us uh, feedback there and just put it in off- one of the things you put in the offering plate um, today so that we can uh, um, look at that and uh, apply it um, for uh, um, future times together. Um, we'll also today look at the end of the story in Scripture Since it's the end of the series of connecting with God, it's a great time to to look at the very end of the end. You know, the last book is Revelation, and the end um, of that um, book of God telling us what's to come, the last event is a wedding. Uh, And it's uh, going to explore why is that the case? You know, why is the, the, the last event that's presented to us in, in Revelation, why is that a wedding? Um, and now, it's a, it's a metaphor, it's, a, it's, it's symbolizing spiritual realities, but as we walk through it, we'll see there's the Lamb, the one who's called the Lamb, and the Lamb is Jesus. And in the first century, they would know that the lamb was Jesus because lambs were used for sacrifice. And Jesus was the greatest sacrifice of God. He was the lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world through his death and his resurrection. So that's why the the lamb, Jesus, is the groom. And then the bride are, are all people who are committed to him are all who are following him. And and we're not going to read it, but in 19 it talks particularly about those that follow him Uh, throughout history uh, from before him and after him. All people that follow him are are the the bride. And then in the passage we'll read, it even talks about the the new Jerusalem. Uh, The new heaven and the new earth come down, the new Jerusalem, the city, the place where we reside is the bride. So not just the people, but also the place. And that's important to recognize as we read through Revelation because it's not given to us as this literal chronology of what's going to happen. I mean, there's not going to be a literal wedding between Jesus and a bunch of people in a city that is communicating deeper spiritual realities uh, that are beyond our capacity to, to put into to words. It's, it's, it, it, this is the $10,000 um, word for the day. It's apocalyptic literature. It's a, a kind of revelation uh, that is um, of this symbolic nature. And that's what we'll encounter as we look at this particular wedding between the groom, between Christ and the bride of Christ, between us, between the people and place that are committed um, to Him. Now, uh, again, my... I just want us to think about weddings. You know, when we think about a wedding, what, what are the things that, that come to mind? I've got a little video of a recent wedding, a rather popular one, um, that maybe will bring some other things to mind. And what I want you to do is, is just text me, you know, what comes to your mind around the wedding motif, not what comes to your mind in general, but just what comes to your mind around this video. And my number heres 513-513-513. Two three five four zero one one, two three five four zero one one. Now we, we've been doing this for the last uh, a couple times in the last several weeks, and uh, just um, I want you to know I promise I don't collect your numbers and sell them to a third party vendor. So uh, as long as you don't do that to mine, and then then we're good on that. All right. Um, So, but why do you think, what comes to your mind as you view this video of this wedding that might relate to this this wedding feast, uh, this wedding ceremony to come between Christ and his bride? Now there's a few wise cracks as uh, there air conditioning, um, uh, cake that comes to mind. Um, but then some other you know, folks talk about a, there's a, a joy here. I mean, there are a lot of, of smiles. There's a, a joyful solemnity um, to this gathering, a real royalty, a sense of love and happiness and, and commitment, um, a, a real sense of becoming one. Uh, of uh, anticipation, with some funny hats as well. You wonder if that will be there. But real, real joy, real community, um, even an, an exuberance and, and a, a pageantry even, you know, a beauty, a royal presence at this wedding. How much more at the wedding to come? As we think that that's the end of time and history, when the old earth and heaven pass away and the new heaven and the new earth come, it is at a wedding, Um, at a a very, very public event, and one where commitments, you know, are made and completed. Quite a, a celebration. This wedding, then, is presented in Revelation chapter 21, uh, starting with verse 1 on page 1007 in your, your pew Bible. Um, let's, uh, let's pray. Father, continue to bring to mind, speak to us of how this w- wedding, what, what we look forward to, our anticipation of that day, um, and how it applies to us today. Uh, How do we live into that? How do we live towards that um, today in all of our lives? In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 21 starting with uh, verse 1. Then I saw. All right, well, now this is John. John is one of the apostles. He was exiled on the island of Patmos, and there he had visions. And God would, would come and give him visions and speak to him about what was to come in the, in the future. So this is this is the I. It's John saying this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. So you see that the pageantry's begun. Here's the the bride of Christ. And and it's the the new city, the, the place. So there's the people and the place that are gathered there. The old heaven and earth are gone. And then the new heaven and earth have come. A couple things to recognize that our eternal existence is social and it has a bodily form. I mean, we are on a new heaven. We don't live in heaven forever. It's a new heaven and new earth that are brought down that, that we then live in. Now, it's not in this form, our bodies, but in our glorified bodies. So there is a, a real social and bodily and new earthly existence that we will have forever. We don't turn into angels or ghosts or disembodied spirits. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his people's. And God Himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. So God will be present in that new heaven and new earth in an intimate, powerful, unadulterated way. There, there, will, there will be no need for sermons on connection with God because it will be the air that we breathe. It will be the way that we live in full communion, complete communion with our Creator and sin, decay, death, death disease, they will all be no more because we will live in in perfect union with the Father. And you you see how wedding is is the appropriate motif for this sense of becoming one, this this sense of of commitment, this sense of intimate relationship with uh, one another. And the one who was seated on the throne said, Now, this is really only the third time in the whole book of Revelation that God speaks. He speaks in chapter 1 in the beginning, speaks a little bit, just a few sentences in chapter 16, and then here at, at the end. See, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letter in the Greek alphabet. So I am the A and the Z. The beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things and I will be their God and they will be my children. So this wedding celebration, this, this, this royal pageantry of beauty and, and commitment, it is all to recognize the spiritual reality of this union with our Creator. Now that there's, there is nothing between us and God for eternity, and we will live into the fullness for which creation was begun. To be in relationship with the living God. For His, for His glory and the fulfillment of His creation. And then finally, <clears throat> verse, uh, verse 8. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the polluted, the murderers, the fornicators, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars, their place will be <clears throat> in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Now that part has already happened. But what he's communicating there is not everybody's at the wedding. There there will be those those who are there are those who are committed to following God. They're committed to being God's people. And those who aren't there are those that aren't committed to following God. They have rejected God in their lives. And and what we have is a list here that, that characterizes those that reject God. So important in this last scene to see that there will be those who are intimately connected with God and those who aren't. So again, I come back to that question. Why then is it a wedding? Why is that the picture that He presents? And, and as I, I thought about that, I, you know, there's a whole bunch of things that it could have been. I mean, this is the last bit. This is the, the part that is the, the ultimate expression of where all of creation goes. This new heaven and new earth and all people gathered in intimate relationship with our Creator. <clears throat> could have been that it was a scene of judgment. Yeah, you know, it could have sort of been a, a scene where it was sort of ranking folks or or evaluation. You know, sort of at the the end of a project. Let's sort of see how you did. Sort of the, like the the finish line at the end of the race and see you know what your time was. Now that's happened. There's been judgment, but that's not the the final. And I think part of the reason for that is because, you know, if it's judgment, if it's like a finish line in a race, I ran in the 5K in College Hill um, uh, yesterday, you know. And when you cross the finish line, you're just like, thank the Lord that's over and I'm still alive. You know, it's just all about survival. You know, you're just trying to get through it and now don't cramp up, you know. I mean, that's, it's not a, a real celebration at that point. And it's really incomplete. It's sort of like, well, all right, what's next? It's an incomplete picture. It could have been a victory parade. You know, it could have been a big, big parade with bands and all the rest, throwing candy, Jesus hoisted up as the hero, and then we make a big monument about it, and we end there. But but then uh, once that happens and we got this nice statue of Jesus, then, you know, what's next? It's simply a victory parade or you know some of us would really love it if it were you know a series of lectures you know and, and some of our questions would be answered and we'd get those answers down and it would be an awesome you know training seminar just, just a, a, a powerful uh, think tank to gather you know but that's that's just our head what about the rest of us what about our body what about our soul what about our heart and, and notice this, you know, it's, really, it's not even a worship service. Now, there's worship services throughout Revelation where folks gather at the throne and fall down before God in, in a sense of, of spiritual ecstasy. But that's not what the picture is here. Because even that is incomplete. Not just, heaven's not just, or, or the new earth is not just spiritual ecstasy. It is relationship With the living God. That involves everything that you are. Everything that I am. My heart, my mind, my body, and my soul. In intimate relationship with our Creator. That's why a wedding is the best picture. Because it's about that commitment and that relationship that then continues For all of eternity. A relationship of committed love. Of faithfulness. Of the highest and ultimate value. And worthy and the only thing worthy. Of our complete allegiance. It's not a. A distant or partial relationship. It's not like you know following someone on Twitter or being friends on Facebook or liking pictures on Instagram. It is a full self intimate connection with our Creator. Mind, heart, body, and soul. What we think what we feel, what we do and what we're committed to, what we're passionate about. So if that then is our ultimate end, that's where eternity goes, then we are wise. If we then know that that's the end, that wedding, then we are wise, then if we take everything in our lives that we take our heart, mind, body and soul and we align it with that trajectory. If that's the ultimate end, if that's where we know we're going to go, then anything else that we do that doesn't fit, that doesn't point in that direction is by definition a waste of time. It will not be eternal unless it is in alignment with what the One that we, who created us is calling us to do and to be. So what about your work? Uh, the, the, those that are, are working, whether it's at school or at the office, you know, those things need to be in alignment with what God is calling you to do, not only what you do, but how you do it. You're not just biding time. You're not spending 40, 50, 60 hours a week just sort of doing stuff to bide time. No, that needs to be in alignment with, with the connection that you have with God for all of eternity. What you do and how you do it. Your relationships, family and friends and all around, those also are in alignment with what God is calling you to do and your connection with God, knowing that, that those are either you're either reaching out in the name of Christ or being encouraged in the name of Christ or, or pursuing what God would want you to pursue in those relationships of what is just and right and loving, what you do and how you do it with those, all relationships that God has given you. Those are in alignment. Thinking about your own self, just your mind, your heart, your soul, your body. We don't, our relationship with God is not just going to be body or just going to be mind or just going to be soul. It is all of that. So therefore in our lives, everything about us, we long and desire to bring in alignment with what we're, where we know we're going to end up and what we know will be eternal. And what is our ultimate allegiance? That, that, why it's a, a, a wedding tells us it is that of that relationship and all that we are. So how does that impact us then today? Is It leads us to ask the question as I think about the different areas of my own life and my own person. Not only my heart, mind, soul, and strength, but also my work and my relationships and family, and even in church, it's the same thing with the church. I mean, you know, you know, just because it's church doesn't mean it's in it's alignment with God. You, you know the saying, just because you're in a garage doesn't make you a car. Well, just because we're a church doesn't mean we're in alignment with God, and we've got to do the same thing as a church. We regularly asking ourselves, are what we doing pointing us to that end? In a sense, thinking of our lives almost as the engagement period unto that wedding day to come. So let us just take a little time here of reflection for your own your own life. Are there parts of your life that you've sort of cordoned off from God? Maybe that you've cordoned it off out of just rebellion. That's my part. I'm going to do in that area of my life whatever I want to do. And, you know, God, you're just going to come in and mess it up. I just want that for myself. Or it may just be out of passivity. You've sort of given up. You know, I'm just biding my time here. I'm waiting for that, that wedding, and all this stuff is just fluff. And, you know, I'll get connected to God when, when Jesus returns, but other than that, I'm, I'm giving up. Take a moment and just listen to how maybe God is speaking to you. Your own area of life in a way, in some way that you've disconnected from Him. Again, might be your mind, your heart, your soul. Your, I mean, your commitments might be your body, or it may be some particular area of your life that you've just sort of cordoned off from God. We, we don't. Want that? We want everything that we are to be in alignment and pointed to that eternal end, because we w- we know that's what lasts. That's what's of value. So let's uh, let's take a take a minute here, and let's in, in silence. Let's pray and listen and reflect on that. Let's let's. We don't want to just admire Jesus. We, we don't want to just say he's a nice guy. We want to embrace him as the, a wedding communicates. A full embrace of all that we are and all that we, that we do. So let's take a, take a minute and, uh, and listen and reflect. Mighty God, speak to us. Show us the the, the ways that we need to bring other parts of our lives into alignment um, with you. Towards that that ultimate goal of that wedding to come. In, In the power of your spirit, feed our Spirit. Give us that that vision to see that day, to long for that day, to live um, for that day. Speak to us and transform us as a church, as your people, so that all that, that, that we do is it work to help and encourage one another in this engagement period? So that all that we do might be used by you to invite others to the wedding, to become part of the bride, uh, to lead us to the fullness of life, to life abundant, which is life eternal with you and, and forever. Thank you that you give us your word. That you speak to us of what is to come. That we're not flying blind. We, we know where you're going to take us. Thank you for giving us that truth. Now help us as we help one another. So that we uh, might be adorned, beautiful as your bride. And gracious God, we, we take time as well uh, to lift up one another and just the, the needs of our community, the needs of one another. You hear the, the cries in our hearts. We continue to pray for Jim Schaffner. We uh, continue to pray for Jenny Mutters. Uh, we ask for your, your healing hand upon uh, each one, those that we mention and those that are on our heart, for your, your healing touch. Continue to pray for Tom Chaporis and Greg Leisure, for Barbara Houston. And Lord, we we lift up the family of Evelyn White. We lift up her husband, Bob, that that Evelyn um, died this morning. And we we give you thanks for her life. We give you thanks for the sure and certain hope of the resurrection in Jesus Christ, that Bob finds peace, that... uh, only comes from you and the rest of Evelyn's family as well. And Father, we join in in one voice praying our our, our prayer to to be your church without walls, uh, to be your community that is being adorned as your bride, ready for and preparing for that day. That wedding to come. Dear God, make us into your community for your glory. Connect us in Jesus, no matter our differences. Lead us to serve the world like Jesus, no matter the cost. Help us to celebrate you, no matter the circumstances. We need you, Holy Spirit, to empower us for greater works than Jesus. Amen.